why don't you just give me a book on how to build a pyramid scheme and I'll just build my own. Welcome back, everybody, to Our Path Podcast. We're super happy to have you guys back. Uh, pretty interesting conversation today. A lot of cool experiences that we shared and some funny ones, too. So uh, buckle up, everybody. It's going to be a great time. I'm Drew. I'm Dean. And I bet you'll never guess who I am. Leave it in the survey who you think it is. Yeah, put it in there. <laughs> guess guess who the guest speaker is. <laughs> so I was at a Lowe's the other day, um, I don't know, a couple of days ago, and I was in the carpet section. Yeah. And there was this guy there, and he asked me if I was doing carpet in my home. I said, well, we're getting to it. Because uh, oh, I was just looking at carpet. I'd been doing the flooring in my house for, I don't know, a little while now, and it's pretty much done, so that's cool. But the point is, is that I was looking at carpet, and this guy started talking to me. And he started telling me some stuff, and I started chit-chatting with him. And, you know, he was telling me some what he's got going on and what he does and everything. And then he starts telling me that he owns a marketing company. He owns a marketing company? Yeah, or something like that. Okay. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, that's pretty interesting and everything. And then um, I'm getting ready to leave, and he's like, well, you know, if you're ever interested. And I'm like, okay, well, I'd like to find out a little bit more information about it. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I'll give you my number. I'm like, all right, cool. So then I leave, and I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, well, that was a pyramid scheme. You know what gave it away? What? He owns a marketing firm, and he's trying to recruit me, who has no experience in marketing, <laughs> who has no education in marketing, who is completely unqu unqualified to be a, in a position of a sales representative, chances are, and he's trying to recruit me. What, if you were working at a marketing firm, wouldn't your first, you know, wouldn't the first candidate you pick be out of a resume and not some guy you ran into at Home Depot? Yeah. And also, if you own a marketing company and it's that successful, then why are you at Home Depot? There's, there's too many questions, but it's like, that's okay. I'll, so I'm like, well, you know what? I'm still interested because I'll, I'll hear these people out. I've heard them out before for these pyramid schemes or multi-level marketing. And I text him, and uh, he never texts me back. There you go. So There you go. That was uh, okay. It was pretty, pretty uneventful, but I don't know, you know something to think about yeah, um i've i've bought pro i've had products that were part of a multi-level marketing you know they're not bad for what they are you know um the difference they say between multi-level marketing and a pyramid scheme is that the pyramid scheme never actually involves real products so i mean yeah, you just you're just contributing people. money you know but the other problem with multi-level marketing is that you gotta take on that that stuff like, you have to house it in your house. Like, if you're selling, I don't know, we'll say protein shakes or something, because that's a big, like, one is protein shakes and, like, fitness crap. You got to store that stuff. Yeah. It's like, well, I ain't got room for freaking my life in my house. <laughs> now I'm supposed to store your stupid product? I'm no, sure. It just doesn't make sense. This was uh, this last July. Uh, my, my buddy Carter and I went out to get something to eat, and yeah. the guy that was taking care of us, I don't remember how it came was up. Was he a waiter? He was a waiter. Okay. I don't remember how it came up. But he told us that he was actually trying to pick up financial advising. And I was like, okay, well, this is kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of in a point in my life where I was looking for a little something new or a little change of pace or, you know, just, just yeah, something, understandable. something to put my, life, my, uh, my mind to. So I was like, okay, this is pretty interesting. Yeah. So we chatted him up a little bit and I got his number and then we ended up meeting up somewhere. I was at a Tim Hortons. 
Mm-hmm. I don't remember where. Yeah, you, you usually meet these people at like a location like that. Yeah. Shop. Yeah. And the guy shows up. By the way, I don't want to dig on him too much. Very polite guy, but he shows up. He's got a kid with him who's just like picking his nose and coughing. Yeah. And <laughs> he's trying. He's just telling us the very, very, very bare bone basics of finance. And us. So you and Carter. Okay, you were both there. Yeah, and he starts explaining to us like the very basics. And he starts describing the firm he's a part of. Yeah. And he's basically telling us that if he recruits us to this firm, then he's going to make money. Right. And we're sitting there like, first of all, we're 19. We don't need your financial services. I don't have enough money to throw, you know, mm-hmm. a bunch of shares into spy right now. I'm good. Thank you. Yeah. Second of all, no, there's no way that you just started financial advising. and You know what the hell you're doing. Third of all. I'm not joining your pyramid scheme. How do people fall for this stuff? I mean, you got to be some kind of stupid. I mean, real special stupid to really yeah. believe this. Because I remember when I was talking to the one guy, I said, what's the end goal? Couldn't give it to me. Doesn't know. Doesn't know. Doesn't exist. I'm, I'm like, do you have an end goal with this? Just to be better. I'm like, to be better. That's the end goal. At what? What, do you, what are you better at? You know... At things. I mean, he gave me a free book, so that was cool. But this is a different guy. But he's like, yeah, it actually, this was started by this guy who came from overseas. Okay. I'm like, yeah, that's already sounds promising. And he didn't have anything. I'm like, no. And he's like, now he has everything. I'm like, really? I'm like, how do you get that? He's like, well, he's, you know, he's doing this business. I'm like, so he's, so he got rich on this pyramid scheme. And he's like, well, no, but yeah. I'm like, well, um, no, but actually, yeah. <laughs> well, so what you're telling me is that. You want you want me to join? Yeah. Okay. So the book. Why'd you give me the book? I mean, the book. The book really didn't have much to do with the with the products they were selling. The pyramid scheme itself. I mean, why don't you just give me a book on how to build a pyramid scheme and I'll just build my own? You know. <laughs> I mean, come on. I was thinking about it after I had the second or I don't know what number run in this is with the multi level marketers or pyramid scheme, whatever it is, and I was like. Man, why don't I just start one? Like, I can come up with some BS fitness product. Oh, yeah. No problem. I don't know, like the, you know, divine protein shake or something. I don't know. Like waste, waste supplements from Jesus or something. Yeah. I don't know. I have a picture of Jesus on the bottle. I don't know. Just something really, really out there. And then it's like, I sell it to you. Okay. I sell you 50, 50 of these things. And you give me 20 bucks for each one. So I get, what, $1,000? Yeah. And then you gotta sell fifty of them. Actually, yeah, that's not. Yeah, and then you gotta sell fifty of them to Dean over here, and you gotta sell them at thirty dollars. But then you give me a, a portion, and you only make like a hundred bucks. So yeah, you know. So what is that like fifteen hundred dollars, right? Yeah. Okay, so then you you give me you give me like two hundred and fifty out of that, right? Okay, and then you sell it to Joe Schmidt on the street. Okay, me. And no, no, you because you bought it. From <laughs> oh, him. you're talking. You about bought it from him at thirty dollars. Now it, you got to sell it to Joe for forty. Oh. So when you sell it to Joe for forty, then I get a portion of that. But you send your portion to him, and he sends part of that portion to me. It's it's really ingenious. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, gotta give him credit. It it is smart. Yeah, I mean. So That's why it's illegal. But not if it's multi-level marketing. That's true. You throw a product in there, now it's legal. So now I'm, that's what I'm thinking about doing. 
the guy that actually um, talked to us last year actually reached out, reached back out to me very recently, like really? as of like a month ago. Okay. And he's trying to get me. He's like, you know, I, I'm full time now. I'm very committed. Blah blah blah. He's telling me about his career. Yeah. And then I don't know why, but I made the grave mistake of disclosing that I was a real estate agent. And now he reads like, well, now we have to meet up. We have, I could give you services that could help your clients make more money. I'm like, dude, if I meet up with you, I'm not buying services from you. I'm just making it clear. Like, I have no interest in your what, services. What was the name of the company that he uh, To be honest, I don't remember. I didn't exist. But we actually, interestingly enough, Carter and I looked it up after we were done meeting with him. And the first couple um, links mm-hmm. that popped up were, is this place a pyramid scheme? So if it's if it's in question, if it's if it's in question, I feel like that's not a good start. You, you know, I, I got to be honest with you. I think that's a green light. <laughs> a green light, especially for stupid people. That's a green light. I guess that's how you make right. money fast, right? I mean, you also end up losing a ton of money, but yeah, you know, you made money at some point. I don't, I don't know where. Made like a hundred bucks some at some point. You know what's the greatest legal pyramid scheme? Mary Kay. Dude, my mom actually does Mary Kay. Shout out mom because I know she's listening to this. She hooks me up with all sorts of products. I mean, that's nice, but yeah, like, that technically is like a glorified pyramid. Scheme. <laughs> I know because my mom's part of it too. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I think you're at a pyramid scheme. <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying to sell my MacBook right now on yeah. eBay so I can get like a nicer, better MacBook yeah. to edit videos. And I'm selling it for I think six twenty five. Okay. And I got a message this morning from look like his username. He just like slapped his keyboard a few times. Sure. It's usually how they are on there. Yeah. And he told me he would give me sixteen hundred dollars really? for my MacBook. If I just check junk mail and send Mac morning, I get really? payment. Really? Yeah. In wow. my junk mail. <laughs> did you uh, did you do that then? Or? I did. Oh. Yeah, no, I don't did. have a computer and I'm down $600. Oh. No, I didn't actually do that. But So did they did they provide you with services? No. Oh, that's no, unfortunate. I just deleted the message. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, so I don't know how people fall for that stuff, though. People fall for it all the time. You know, eBay is a great place. eBay is a wonderful place. But just shout out to you if you're selling it for 625 do you have the original receipt? Probably not, no. You may need to find that. If you make more than $600 on eBay, you have to legally declare taxes on it. Seriously? Yeah. Well, I think, is that after they take their cut? No, it's just whatever you get. So if you get 625 if that's the sale price. Before they take their fees Before they that? take their fees, you're still. I'm pretty sure you're still gonna pay taxes on it. But if you can prove that you sold it for a loss, so how much did you pay for it originally? Uh, I got like some student deal on it, so I ended up I got um, a pair of Beats Studio headphones and the MacBook for thirteen hundred. Okay, so you can prove that you're selling it at a loss. Yeah. So then you're fine because then they shouldn't tax you on that. But that's like goes for anybody. If you're selling stuff on eBay and you make more than six hundred dollars, you're gonna have to pay taxes unless you can prove that you're selling stuff at a loss. I did not know this. Yeah, so if you have, like, T-shirts or whatever, well, I'm, I don't know how you'd sell $600 worth of T-shirts. That's a lot of work. But if you did sell $600 worth of T-shirts and you could improve that, you know, they, they were at a loss and you'd have to pay tax on it, which is stupid because it used to be, like, $1,800 or maybe $1,200. It used to be a lot more that they, yeah. the IRS would let you, like, classify as garage sale spending or something. 
but now it's six hundred dollars and i'm pretty sure that's diverse it's like spread across all the apps so like facebook marketplace mercari any of the other ones poshmark if you offer shipping on those items and you make over six hundred dollars they're gonna freaking tax you nice so i mean you can't get away with anything now i mean pretty soon they're gonna want you to trade in you know like online currency at garage sale so that they can tax you on the money that you know you did there so thank you government we love you and you know what i mean you know why because actually it's it's going to help with measurements of gdp yeah yeah so uh we're going to know better you know gross domestic product even though secondhand goods don't count towards gdp yeah at least we're going to know that you know we made we made the money so uh yeah you know uh, the economists should be happy very uh, useful the irs should be happy so right now i'm at a loss or not a loss but like uh, a crossroad if you will so um so i drive a subaru wrx and one of the parts on that car is called a downpipe and that Mm -hmm. basically connects you know the exhaust to the turbo and i'm looking to upgrade that so everything's said and done it's going to be between 1400 and 1600 dollars I've wanted this though for like a year now. So yeah. it's not anything like new. It's not like an impulse buy. I have the money to do it. I'm trying to figure out if I should or should not do it. I think you should. I mean, what's what's the difference at this point? You really need that money for something else right now? Not necessarily. Okay, do you have an investment opportunity lined up for that money? No. I mean, really, what what else are you going to use the money for? Just let it sit in your savings account? That's what it's been doing. Okay, so it's going to grow at what, 0.1% annually? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, so it's pretty much worthless to keep in there. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, no, yeah, you're right. When you're you right. when you think about it for stuff like that, like I have to remind myself something like that because I think I become too attached to the the amount itself, yeah. not the I'm spending, the same way. not the spending amount, but the amount I have saved and put aside. Yeah. I don't want to see that go down. That's how I am. So it's it's kind of tough. Like if I was you, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. Do you need it? No. No. So if I was you. I wouldn't be buying it. I'd find some way else to finance it, or I'd just say to hell with it. Yeah, I guess you could, but I don't that's, know. That's the problem because, like, um, I always wanted to, once I was old enough to buy like guns. I always wanted to buy stuff. Like, I always wanted to buy older um, muzzle loaders, like flintlocks. Yeah. And now that I am old enough, I'm looking at the price tags. And I'm like, well, maybe I really don't want this that bad. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. The price kills me. I almost, there was this one pretty cool uh, shotgun that was made by Benelli called the Benelli M4. I was really tempted to buy it, but that $2,000 kept hitting me in the stomach. And I was like, I don't know if I can do it. So I never ended up doing it. The thing is, though, like you said, you know, it's sitting in your bank account. If you have nothing to do with it right now, then, I mean, if you're not like a heavy spender in general... Like you're not constantly buying things in your bank account. You're like you're not broke. You're you're a good saver. Like yeah. you'll make that money back. And also, um, one of my coworkers, she told me a long time ago that money was made to be spent. And I think about that sometimes when I'm looking to buy stuff like this. Like yeah. if I don't spend it, the next clown is. So true. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like obviously, don't always just. Don't deplete your whole bank account. Or do. I mean, we're not financial advisors. Yeah, or do it. Whatever you, <laughs> whatever you want, man. Whatever you want to do. But The world is your oyster. Yeah. <laughs> we actually drew, um, Chip and I, just went to the home opener for the Bills. Uh, this would have been Monday. Okay. And the tickets were pretty expensive. They were like 200 bucks here in the nosebleeds. Yeah. So pricey tickets. But, dude, that experience is something else. In a sold-out stadium, 
everybody there everybody there's got one thing in common and they're just they just want to yell for the bills so it's just oh i thought whole, you were gonna say they want to drink oh, well that, that too yeah, it's, the whole place is electric everybody's jumping and screaming it's it's a super good time but then you tell people like oh yeah i went to the home opener and they're like how much were those tickets you tell them like, yeah. oh my god the first question people always ask yeah. is how much how much the 200 oh my god what'd you do sit in your home and watch it silently Eat like and dip. just like i got a better view from my couch yeah but you're not giving strangers high fives because a bunch of random dudes just scored yeah you know i mean that that's the thing about experiences sometimes you got to be willing to pay it for it you know yeah my the tickets that i bought for metallica to go to that concert i think what taxes and like fees and everything were over 200 dollars but it was worth it. Yeah, it's something I, you're gonna remember for the rest of your life. I had a great time. I spent eighty dollars on shirts that I probably shouldn't have, but you know what? I got them. I don't yeah. really care. It's money. Whatever. Yeah. I wanted to go. I said I was going. I found somebody to go with. I went. Well, that's not go. to you know downplay anybody that didn't want to go because they didn't want to spend it. I get it. But I'm just saying, yeah. it to me, it was worth it. I know what you mean. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it just is. It just is worth it. Yeah. That's. I was. We were talking to a coworker, and she's like, "Oh my god." You spent that? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. I'd do it again. I'd go next week. And she's like, I got, you know, I just sat at my home and I just, you know, I was yelling at the TV. I'm like, now imagine that energy. You yelling at your TV. Imagine 80,000 other people also yelling at their TVs at the same time. Yeah. When Josh Allen scores live. Like, it's crazy. It's super cool. It's so, it's crazy. And I do plan on going to a few more Bills games this year. Go for it. But, yeah, I mean, people give you looks all the time, like concert tickets too. How much you pay for those? Oh my god. Yeah, and I found that the first question people always ask you is how much. Like, money's always involved. Well, that's because of the way everyone's brains are wired now. Yeah. You know? I agree. You can't, you can't think freely without thinking about money. Yeah. Like, last last night I went to uh, a 311 concert, and yeah. I paid $35 for a ticket. It was just general admission. And 311's a pretty big band, so I was like, that's pretty good is this a local band no no this oh is, this is this is like a regular this is like a band band oh okay yeah, it's yeah. only 35 dollars yeah it was it's pretty cheap yeah the rapids theater in niagara it's pretty cheap and uh i mean it was a super good super good concert it was only 800 people in there really so it was really small Tiny. yeah it was small but um i was in line i was gonna get some merch and yeah the, the merch is all expensive well yeah it's always it, like that. It's, yeah you know you're at a concert but uh, 311's known for their posters. They sell posters for each venue, and it's like tailored to each venue. So each yeah. concert you go to is going to be different. Right. So the poster was $35. And um, I went with a friend. She's like, $35 for a poster? I can't pay that. I'm like, I will. Yeah. They only made 75 of them. And right. I have one. Yeah, cool. I mean, <laughs> and it's in my, it's going to be in my room soon. Like, yeah. I mean, you, again, you pay for experiences, you pay for things that, you know, are nice. So I could buy a I shirt. Agree. Sorry. No, that was it. Oh. Um, when we went to Logic, the shirts on the wall were, you know, obviously upcharged from where you can get them for online. Sure. But, like, you could go on Amazon and buy that shirt any time of the year. Like, you're at that venue. You're at that concert. I'm going to pay the extra $10 because why not? Like, I just say that about that shirt from the concert. I don't know. When it comes to experiences like that, I kind of just get rid of the dollar sign because it doesn't really matter. Yeah, that's what I... I was almost tempted to buy three shirts when I was at Metallica. Because really? like, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be there ever again. No. So, But I ended up getting uh, the one that was, like, Buffalo, New York. It said, like, where the concert was at. And then I got some other one with, like, some s- Satan face on it. <laughs> 
I don't know. It looked That's pretty Metallica. Cool. <laughs> pretty cool. That's so Metallica for you. Yeah, like you're gonna make that money back. I can pick up a shift at Wegmans and make that. That's you know, that's what I'm saying. Back. Especially if you're working, who cares? Yeah, like next Whatever. week I'm gonna drop seventy bucks on ghost hunting because we're going ghost hunting with a couple friends. But like, I love going ghost hunting. I'm okay with dropping that seventy bucks. It's just experiences. I get to tell stories. Like nobody, there's no one out there that doesn't like a ghost story, like a like a real like personal ghost story. No one dislikes those. So if I gotta pay seventy bucks to get some ghost stories, sure. Well, seventy bucks not just to get ghost stories, but to have an experience with your friends. Well, exactly. Go out and do something. I mean, you're hitting, you're killing more than three birds with one stone. Yeah. So who cares? Well, exactly. In, in my view, you also become a more interesting person because now you have more to talk about. Yeah, you got yeah, you hobbies. Can't, you can't just spend your life sitting at home. That's no. stupid. Yeah, yeah, like Dean said, you can sit your your living room and yell at the TV, but. Are you going to tell it to friends who all did the same thing? Or are you going to tell your friends about the Bills game you went to and the energy yeah. there and the, the drunk guy who gave you a high five and spit some popcorn on you? Like, <laughs> or the guy that fell down the stairs in front of you because he was so hammered he couldn't walk. Exactly. Yeah, there you go. And then Josh, he scored a touchdown at the same time. Like, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, what it's all gonna, part of the experience. You, may, you become a more interesting person because now you have more to bring to the table. Well, exactly. Yeah. And to kind of circle back a little bit, ghost hunting has been something I've always wanted to do as a kid because I don't know why, but ghosts just always like kind of fascinated me. Were you so, haunted when you were a child? No, I actually wasn't. Oh. I just thought that they were cool. Like, I, I just liked being creeped out, I guess. I don't know. It is fun to be creeped out. So, um, and when I got older I and I got a job at Chick-fil-A, I finally met somebody with that same passion. Yeah. And he actually, like, acts on it and goes and, and, and tries to find these experiences. So, I was like, dude, we're going. We're going. So, we've got plenty of stories from the asylum, the terminal, all these other places. Like, when we were at the asylum, we got a door slammed on us. Like, Yeah, I think you told me that. Yeah. Man. Like, it was loud. But, you know, you don't get those experiences by not going out and doing stuff. So, unfortunately, as much as we want to har- harbor that money and not see it go and we're addicted to that figure on the screen, you're going to enjoy that experience more than just logging on to your bank account and seeing that number. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. My friend's involved in wrestling. And yeah. she wanted me to go and support. And okay. my, my other friend was like, yeah, you know, we, we should go. And I was like, okay. It was 20 bucks to get in. I'm like, well, do I like wrestling? Not really. No, but you're there for your friend. Do I want to drop 20 beans on wrestling, which I don't really enjoy? Not really. But A, new experience. And B, I can go support somebody who supports me, I guess. You know what I'm saying? A friend of mine. Yeah, I get so, what you're saying. Uh, I ended up going and it was fun. Like, again, I don't really understand it. But an no. experience is an experience. And I got to hang out with my friend for a night. And that was that. But... Uh, I guess moral of the story is um, there's only one thing I really truly learned from high school, and that is uh, there's two things that matter in life, and it's experiences and relationships. And experiences are a big one. So go out there and experience some new crap. You'll become a more interesting person. So I guess you should spend the money on your... I think our long-winded point is I probably should buy the downpipe. And you know what? Next week, we'll probably be talking about how you didn't do it. We probably will. So because I'm a I'm but you're a slacker. I'm weak. You're a slacker. You know what you should do? I know what you no, should I, do. I couldn't imagine out of all the things that could possibly finish the sentence, what is it that I sh- me should do, Dean? Fill, what should I do? Fill out the survey. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's in the I bio. never would have guessed that. It's been in the bio uh, or description of the podcast for very many months now. Go fill it out. Don't be fake. Now, what Dean's going to do as soon as this goes live is he's going to post it on our story on Instagram. I don't have Instagram, so I can't do it. So it's up to Dean. 
And if Dean right. doesn't do it, you can you can send him hate mail. Yeah. Actually, send him hate mail either way. Yeah. I, mean, I, don't, I actually, don't know why you would think you would need a reason to send us hate mail. Just do it. Yeah. yeah. Actually, we specifically would... Dean because no one really likes him. No, no I don't. Yeah. I hate me too. So. Yeah. It's it's all it's yeah. all fun and games until Dean comes on. Then everyone's <laughs> really miserable. Yeah. I... The podcast was perfect before you joined. <laughs> Yeah, back when it was just me and Drew, you know, it was so much better. <laughs> the old days. The old days yeah. that I'm, never existed. That never existed. <laughs> never even once. And on that high note, we want to thank you for listening. <laughs> thank you, guys. Thank you.